Want to do something that makes you feel like we're getting back to normal? One thing you can do is listen to this episode of Coffee Shop Conversations at Artichoke Music because unlike last summer, when there wasn't one, Peter Damon is here to tell us all about the 2021 Waterfront Blues Festival. You heard me. It's back. It's smaller and down the street from where it usually is, but there are people at this moment knocking themselves out to make it happen. As he has been since the beginning of time, festival artistic director and ace guitarist Peter Damon is in the cafe to tell us pretty much everything we want to know about the festival. All I have to do is push this little switch. The red light is on. Okay. <laughs> you know what that means. Okay, yes. <laughs> the red light. doesn't mean stop. It means, no, no, it this, means this, go. And in this case, it means yeah. go, yeah. <laughs> well, Jesus, nice to see you. It's been a long, it's been a year Yeah. It's for been, everything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been like two years since we've had one of these conversations. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true, wow. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Well, good. The, here yeah. we go is a good thing. It, that's, that's our hope. That's our plan. We figured... We had to do something. Yeah. We had to do something. And when we started working on this months and months ago, we didn't know what was going to be allowable to happen. Yeah. We didn't know what kind of capacity would we'd be able to have. At that point, they were allowing 25 people in outdoor events. You know? Yeah. It looked like we might be limited to like 200. Uh-huh ticket sales per show you oh, know wow. so we had to come up with some plan that would take the waterfront blues festival which had typically entertained like 15,000 people a day yes down to maybe like 200 oh geez and how do you make that pencil out yeah the city wasn't allowing anything to happen in the public parks um uh-huh. so tyler and christina fuller my partners um the, have the a, offspring of Clay. Of Clay Fuller, who kind yeah. of founded the festival. Yeah. They had um, an office down at Zydell Yards, the old office buildings, uh-huh. uh, and had a, a relationship with the Zydell family. And they worked out an arrangement to sort of take over management of that gravel lot <laughs> by the river for the summer. Uh-huh. So the Blues, Waterfront Blues Festival is going to be one weekend in the middle of a whole summer of activities down there. They have yeah. films showing and they have other concerts, standalone concerts happening down there. Um, How the, many stages? There's going to be one, for the Blues Festival, there's going to be one main stage, uh-huh. which is essentially going to be the same stage, main stage we've had at Waterfront Park. Uh-huh. Same sound system and production company. Uh-huh. Um, and then we're going to have the stage that we, essentially the stage we took around to neighborhoods last 4th of July, the bandwagon, mm-hmm. which is a flatbed truck with a sound system on it. Mm-hmm. And we will have um, main stage acts sort of separated by short sets on this bandwagon. Uh-huh. So um, the venue has been mapped out as a pod uh, venue. They're selling tickets in pods. You can buy two ticket pods or four ticket pods or six ticket pods. All of this kind of on the assumption that by July we might still need to be socially distanced. Hmm. So, um, but it is outdoors. It's out. Oh yeah, it's outdoors. Okay, definitely outdoors. Yeah, yeah. 
And in fact, the lot—it's a big space. It's a big lot. It's uh-huh. the—it's the lot where Cirque du Soleil did their shows. Oh and yeah. It's right. If you if you go over the Tilcom Crossing Bridge, you can uh-huh. look right down on the wow the the venue. Huh. So um, okay, so how were we going to make this pencil out? Well, we decided that rather than do a whole festival weekend where you'd buy one ticket for the weekend, uh-huh. we would do a series of four-hour concerts, two concerts a day for the four days of the festival. Uh-huh. The early afternoon concert and the evening concert would be essentially the same lineups. Uh-huh. They'd be different lineups every day. Uh-huh. Um, each of those concerts would be ticketed separately. Uh-huh. My uh, intent as the curator, talent buyer, artistic director, was to put something together in each of those concert four-hour windows that sort of felt like the lineups of yeah. the Blues Festival. Yeah. They were eclectic. It yeah. sort of pushed the envelope of the blues genre, but mm-hmm. still paid tribute to the, the traditional mm-hmm. forms and got some of our uh, local stars involved in that mix. Um, it was interesting trying to book touring acts, because when I started yeah. working on this, there were no yeah. acts touring in the West Coast. Yeah. The other, some other states, Montana, Missouri, Texas, were wide open. People were booking tours. They would that would stop at the Idaho Oregon yeah, border yeah. and then go back east. Huh. So it was really really odd. I had offers on several different acts that just you know they couldn't get anything else to line up. They could not put together a tour that got them here in July, early July. Um, we ended up with a, a really I think this an interesting lineup. Um, for me, it's going to be interesting. That's all my. That's the way I do it. It's like if I'm going to be down there for four days, it's got to be interesting. It's got to hold my attention. And I think I think we've come up with a um, interesting so package. So it's two stages. Yeah. This two different concerts per day. Yeah. One one early, one late, with yeah. the same bands. Yes. Okay. And then you've got to clear out. Then we we have a couple of hours to sort of clear the space, yeah. and you know if we are still wiping things down with sanitizer, we will yeah. be doing that to all of the pod yeah. seating. And you also have to get people to leave. And the mice, yeah, we have to usher <laughs> them out. Yeah. So. Um, well, you know about blues fans. Yeah. They have minds of their own. Well, when I was in the, <laughs> oh, if I could only remember the, when I was in the Paul Delay band. Yeah. When we would do the last tune of the night, uh-huh. immediately we'd, we would crank up, what was it? The Jim Neighbors Christmas album, <laughs> <laughs> which was so horrible. People I would a, immediately flee the, the venue. I put on a show in Baltimore one time called the First Annual End of the World Show. Mm-hmm. And I booked a band to close the show called Poobah. And a friend of mine had written a story about them. And he said, this is what rock and roll sounds like to your parents. <laughs> and it cleared the hall. Yeah. Yeah, cleared the hall. So, yeah, anyway, we'll be clearing the, uh, clearing the venue, cleaning everything up, you know, wiping down the microphones. You need yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, listen, listen, it's a leaf blower. <laughs> Things are getting back to normal. How nice. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good sign, I guess. I, I, I suppose sign it is. Sign of move, movement, forward motion. I know, I know. Anyway, okay, so um, let's, let's start talking about the music. Huh? Okay. That's what everybody's there for. All right, so like I said, I'm, I tried to put together sort of an eclectic range uh-huh. of, in each of these concerts, uh-huh. um, sort of a range of artists and styles and that work together as a whole, but you're not going to get the same thing for four hours. You're going to get yeah. diversity. Yeah, yeah. So Friday, July 1st, um, really is kind of a women in blues focus. Uh-huh. Uh, Sunny has his Northwest Women in Blues uh-huh. All-Stars will be opening the show. We'll have Karen Lovely and Ben Rice will be doing uh, sets on the bandwagon between uh-huh. the main stage sets. Uh, the Little Village Foundation, which is this nonprofit record label um, uh-huh. that a friend, oh yeah, old musician friend of mine, uh, that the started. one in the Bay Area. Yeah, Jimmy Pugh is right. That's the high school uh, buddy Mary Flower had a, a, a yeah, record on that. One, yeah, one out. yeah, yeah. So he. Um, has this artist from the Bay Area, Bay Area named Tia Carroll. Oh, yeah. Soul singer. Yeah. Really yeah. great. She's yeah. going to be backed by the Greaseland All-Stars, which is Kid Anderson, who has been producing a lot of really cool live stream stuff during uh-huh. this um, pandemic. Just uh-huh. really, really funny, great huh. performances uh, online. But anyway, he's coming up with his band to back this up, and they that will be really a great blues soul set nice really really great players nice. every nice. one of them um there are a lot of uh, the horn section are guys who've worked with boz skaggs and mm-hmm. all kinds of folks mm-hmm. uh, some so of those people work with curtis what's that some of those people work with curtis salgado um yeah he's yeah oh yeah 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 actually yeah I I'm not I think it is the there, same guys. I yeah, think, there may yeah, be a two, a, maybe a tune or two on his new album that those guys are on. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Fish is going to close uh-huh. that show. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, What's up with her these days? Do you know? Well, I'm not sure exactly um, what her current project is about. The last um, time I saw her, which was up at the Winthrop. R&B Festival mm-hmm. in Washington. She had like a fiddle player in her band. Really? And it was kind of real rocked up Americana blues uh-huh. roots. Uh-huh. Papa so, John Creech. Papa John Creech. <laughs> That's he, the last one. Well, I guess I guess also um, Gatemouth played Gate the fiddle, Mouth. didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He played fiddle. <laughs> Papa Grant. Uh, John Creech, I'm pretty sure played like the second year of the Waterfront Blues Festival. Is that right? Yeah, it's before <laughs> I was booking, booking uh-huh. it, but uh-huh. right before I took over booking it. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, Saturday is going to be um, our Louisiana sort of bayou swamp thing. Got to, got to do that. Uh, the, we're representing the local guys. It's uh-huh. going to be. Steve Kerr and the Bayou Boys. Those guys don't quit. Those guys don't quit. They do not quit. <laughs> with with Lloyd and Ty Curtis in the mix of that. Nice. So that'll nice, be that'll nice, be fun. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Curly Taylor and Zydeco Trouble for uh-huh. the Zydeco uh-huh. folks. Toulouse will be playing on the bandwagon. You gonna be playing with them? Yeah, I'll be playing yeah, with them. Nice. But but with no Reggie. No Reggie. We tried to get Reggie involved, but he's in the middle of moving, moving. back to New Orleans. So he, he tried yeah. to work it out. It's just the logistics That's don't a work. Shame. Next time. Yeah. 
And then uh, Mark Boussard is going to close. Uh-huh. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana guy. Yep. He's been, you know, he's done Cajun music. He's mostly been doing kind of soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soul stuff lately. He's great. I love, love Mark Boussard. And he'll have a he'll have a fun band. With he's the horn strong. Section. Yeah, he's very strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Sunday, July fourth, Johnny Rawls is opening. Uh huh. Tell me about Johnny Rawls. Johnny Rawls is um, old school Chitlin Circuit soul singer. Uh huh. He worked. Um, who did he work with? Uh, anyway. He's he's um he's had a he's he's won the Soul Blues Act of the Year at the Living um at the Blues Awards uh-huh. several times. He's a guitar player, singer. Um really really fun old school guy. He's going to be backed up by Ben Rice and Dave Fleshner and Lisa Mann and Dave Millian. Nice. Oh and um Saxophone player. Devin Phillips. Devin. Devin. Yeah. Devin Phillips will be playing. That's great that Devin's involved. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's one guy who's disappeared, completely disappeared during the pandemic. Yeah. I think a lot of people, hey, I know people who played it really safe, did yep. a couple of gigs, yep. got sick. Yep. I know people who are still sick months later, wow. you know, have lingering symptoms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I didn't make that yep. uh, decision because... Yep. Um, yep. You just don't know what's what this virus is going to do to you. Oh hell! I mean, I wouldn't even come out to the cafe here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. just stayed home. Yeah, had to do it on Skype, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> um. July fourth. Okay, so Johnny Rawls will yeah. open. Mm-hmm. Kevin Self is going to be playing on the bandwagon. Uh huh. Um, really cool, new band in town. I'm sure you know about him. Outer Orbit. With well, Sarah, Sarah Clark. Sarah Clark is a, is a Sarah monster. Clark. She's a monster. She's going to be joined by LaRonda Steele and Arietta Ward. So that's oh going to be. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's going to be. An, that might be the highlight. That's of the, a tsunami The highlight there. of the w- weekend right there. <laughs> could be. Could be. I mean, the band itself are, you know, you know they're phenomenal players. They yeah. are like the players in town as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Do, do you know who, who who's going to be back, backing her up? Yeah, I mean it's it's the outer orbit group, which includes um, Charlie Brown. Da, well, it's Dame, uh, Damian Erskine on bass. Oh, 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 oh yeah. And then Tyrone. The good, yeah, Tyrone on drums. Yeah. You know, it's a Stevie Wonder's drummer. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's the he's the bad drummer. Yeah, man. I mean that rhythm section right there is might be the best rhythm section. Oh, in the Northwest. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No question. And um, the guitar player's name I forget is the Ghost Note guitar player lives here in Portland. Oh yeah, oh yeah, really great yeah, guitar yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his name escapes me. Huh. Right. I wonder if they're going to have keys. Um, yeah, um, Galen but, Clark is the keyboard okay. player. Okay. Okay. It's. I mean, he sort of put the band together. It's. I see. Yeah. yeah. And they, I've seen him live in a couple of inform. You know, low yeah. level uh-huh. park concerts uh-huh. yeah. during the pandemic that were really yeah. great. Because really? Charlie Brown plays with her sometimes, and he's great. I he may Charlie. be in the mix. I'm just, I'm not sure. I've just I I seen his name. In I the, love Charlie Brown. Yeah. Huh. Um, you know what? What? I, I had him in here. I had Charlie Brown in here. 
-hmm. And as funky as he is and as soulful as he is, I asked him, well, who, who is your piano idol? And he said, Oscar Peterson. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. What, what, what's up, Closing Closing 4th uh, of July is March 4th. Yay! Yay. That'll be fun. I had, I, I, I had John Averill on the podcast not too long ago. Oh. And you know what he said? He said, if, there was, if, there's, if there's any good thing about the pandemic, mm -hmm. is that it stopped him from touring. Because <laughs> he was totally burned out. Because they've been yeah. touring for 15 years. Yeah, in that big bus. In that big bus. That or big one, many, many yeah, big man, buses. Wanted, you know? Yeah, they've been through a few. Yeah. Well, touring with 15 to 18 cats yes. hurting hurting yeah. you know it's being like a den mother on right the road. well it did change a little bit when they sort of brought in real pros yeah you know but still yeah, yeah. they're still I mean, musicians they, yeah yeah they <laughs> they morphed from a kind of a goofy street band yeah. into a really really great oh that's great so band. That's good. but no 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 fireworks this year not at this point but okay. There's still a lot of things that are in the works okay. with this, so we don't know. We're right. we're working some angles on yeah, that, but I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, it's tricky because we don't really want to att attract a big crowd that is going to cause oh right, you know, be a super spreader event. Right, That's where right. the way we were thinking a month ago. Now it's maybe like well, if 70 percent of the people are vaccinated, maybe it's not a big deal. Yeah. But th that there's just so or many. Or if you don't announce, there's going to be fireworks. That would and just have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the city would underwrite it, that would be really nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they haven't offered to do that. They've yeah. got bigger problems yes. on their hands. Much bigger. But, you know, part of the city's challenge is getting people to come back downtown. Yep. That's, that's going to be the big challenge of the next couple of years, I think, in rebuilding. It's Ten years. Venues and just coming back down to shop and just yep. kind of wander around in the yep. parks. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, and and the festival can play a part in that, you know. Sure. In that revival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Monday, July fifth. Um, this kind of I would call the day of the drummer, the day of the drums. Really? Yeah. So it's going to open with um, Tony Coleman's tribute to the Three I Kings. I saw that. Who were the Three Kings? The three kings are Freddie K Albert and BB King. Yeah, and yeah. and Tony Coleman played is maybe the only musician alive that I know of who actually played and toured and recorded with all three of those guys. Yeah, and yeah. he spent, of course, twenty years with BB King. Sure, or thirty years, almost thirty years with BB King. Yeah, and, and longer depending on when you talk to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's played with Bobby Bland and yeah, you know. So Tony lives here in Portland. Sure. And, oh, he's know. been on the podcast a couple of times. Oh yeah, he's I a had great him guy. on here at the height yeah. of, the, of the George Floyd protests, uh -huh. and I just stood back and let him go. Yeah. And he just—he was eloquent. He was yeah. angry. Yeah. He was brilliant. He was just—he was Tony he's Coleman. He's a cool guy. I mean, I yeah. had a, um, a last Tuesday of the month gig for about a year and a half at the Blue Diamond before mm -hmm. the pandemic shut us down on the indoor stuff. And Tony was the drummer. Yeah. It was billed as my band. And Tony, <laughs> and I said, Tony, you know, this is going to pay maybe like 50 bucks on a hamburger. And he says, hey, I'm in, I'm in. You know, and this is a guy who would like 
you know, jet off and go play with Eric Clapton at a special event somewhere in (laughs) New York City for the day and then come back and then he'd do the Blue Diamond gig with me. Um, He's a a great, great blues drummer. He may be the best blues drummer in the world, you know. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, there's a handful of them that there are debates about, but he's definitely in that handful. Yep. So... um, Michael Osborne is going to be one of the guitarists. Uh-huh. Frank Goldwasser is coming back from California really? for to do a few tunes. Huh. Uh, Chris Mercer Does he is, live in California now. Yeah, ah. he moved back down there, but uh-huh. he's he's relocating to Paris, I think, right after this gig. Wow. Frank, yeah, he's kind of moving back to because that's where he's from originally. Yeah. He's a Parisian guy. <laughs> um. Chris Mercer is doing the horn, small horn section for this project. And Chris actually toured and recorded with Freddie King in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So we have two guys who actually worked with these guys. Yeah. With yeah. The, wow. So it'll, that'll be fun. This is a big excuse to get a lot of musicians who are buddies on stage together. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And we'll try to pay tribute to the Kings, but mostly it's about just having fun Getting right. a bunch of guys together. Yeah. Um, Hill Stomp is going to be entertaining on the bandwagon between things. <laughs> entertaining being the, the operative word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they may not they may not be virtuosos, but no, they are entertaining. I think that what they at what they do they are virtuosos. I, I really I really like those guys. They're fun. I've they're always fun. really liked those guys. They're very they're a lot of fun. And I I had been trying for two years before the pandemic shut down to get them back to waterfront and it just kind of kept not working out for one reason they were out of town or something Uh so now you know it's been like three or four years probably since they played waterfront yeah um jubu smith jubu smith is the guitarist with frankie beverly and mays whitney houston tony braxton he is considered the by guitar uh-huh. Guitarists in the know to be really the inventor of modern soul R and B guitar, huh. and he is not Eddie Hazel, huh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jubu is his, is yeah, his name's yeah. John Jubu Smith. Um, I mean, I'll take, Raphael I will, Sadiq. I will, take, I will defer to you and take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he, this guy's really brilliant because he play he's. Mm-hmm steeped in the sort of old school gospel stuff and old school uh-huh. blues stuff but he's also can play way out there in the yeah. R&B yeah. ether you know uh-huh. um, so he's playing he played uh, Waterfront uh, four or five years ago with this band out of San Francisco called Legally Blind oh I remember that yeah, yeah. so he's the guitar player that was his that's his kind of uh-huh. other band that he yeah. plays you know pickup gigs with but um so he'll be playing with his his brother on bass, huh. and uh, Tyrone is going to be playing drums with him. Tyrone nice. had played with him for years, yeah, in different, you know, Raphael Sadiq's group for one. Uh-huh. Um, then the day closes with Ghost Note, who um, you know was started by two the two drummer percussionists in Snarky Puffy. Yeah, and it's really the cutting edge funk group going right now i Uh think or at least Uh you know before the pandemic hit us yeah they're just really i as a musician and a player i just was mind my mind was blown the last time i saw those guys yeah 
really spectacular. So, you know, I hope people show up to check these guys out because those guys are, are brilliant. That's, that'll be really a, worth checking out. So that's the lineup. You know, the other piece, which um, the details are still being worked out as we're talking here, but we're going to stream the video feed from the, li from the main stage. Wow. We have a big video screen yeah. so people can see what's going on, but we are going to stream that we'll live stream that, yeah. on our, either our website or this Facebook page or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. That'll be free, and KBU is going to be broadcasting also. Good. Good. And that'll be, of course, free. Yeah. So people that can't uh, make it or can only make it to one concert or can't afford any to come at all because the tickets are expensive. I mean, this is, this is one, a decision we had to make. It's like, well, we can only have 300 people down there and we're trying to get a real lineup together. And this main, you know, the production of putting the stage together and renting the site it's really expensive to do yeah to do this and to do it as a socially distanced mm -hmm. reinvent that whole model to work this right. way so the con the concert tickets are going to be 75 bucks sort of roughly wow um which isn't in the old days would not be cheap no it would be out of people's price ranges yeah it'd be out in the of people's price price yeah. range but um yeah. the reality is, is if you're going to do live performance like this it's it's got somehow it's got a pencil out i mean the other choice we had was to just fold our hand and not yeah. do anything right. so right. we hope um we hope people will support this because it's we're not gonna this isn't the way it's going to be forever the plan yeah. is to move back to waterfront park is it next year? Yeah, as soon as we can. Yeah, because that's really the park is part of the festival, Waterfront sure. Park. That location right. and the river—it's a character in the festival. It's what? It's a character in the festival. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's one of the ingredients that made that festival work all these years. Sure. So that's the plan—is to go back to Waterfront Park next year. Huh. Boy. So you're going to get to play with. I get to play I, with Toulouse on the band. Toulouse. And anybody else? And then uh, I'm going to be playing in the Three Kings tribute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know a few B.B. King riffs myself. So I, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the Live at the Regal album was one of the first albums I ever bought. Is that right? I, wow. When I was in high school, we heard from somebody that there's this place called Jazz Record Mark down in the city. <laughs> Uh -huh. And we take the L train down into Chicago and go to Jazz Record Mart. Jazz Record Mart was owned and run by this guy named Bob Kester. Uh -huh. And he also started a record label called Delmark. Hmm. And we would go down there and just go we through just had a big the anniversary. bins and try to figure out how to spend our $10. You know, <laughs> what is it going to be? Is it going to be Gate Mouth Brown or... Well, Live the record's at the Regal. like two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, so we could come yeah. out of there with a couple selections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got all of the uh, Chicago blues today, you know, uh. with Buddy Guy and Otis uh -huh. Rush and all those. That's well, where I found those records when wow. I was in high school. What was your first album? What did you? What, what do you remember? What album you bought first? You probably bought um, singles first, right? Well, the, I think the first single I remember 
getting was um, Louie Louie. <laughs> and I got it because I had to learn that guitar solo. <laughs> I listened to it. I just kept lifting up the needle, putting back that guitar solo over and over. And I, that, I can still play that guitar solo today. <laughs> you know what I never understood? Yeah. If, why there was so much controversy about that song when all they had to do was pull out the Richard Perry and it's obviously, you know, it's very clear yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, but that's what they were doing back in those days. Yes. It's like, yes. you know. The manufacturing controversy. Yeah, the but, blue laws yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> Hold That's over funny. from the Puritan. And little did you know that you would end up Here. merely blocks, blocks yeah. away from where it was recorded. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> First album I bought was Dance Till Quarter to Three with U.S. Bonds. Oh, good pick. I was a huge U.S. Bonds fan. I still, I never got to do it. And I mean, I'm not dead yet, but uh, it's getting less likely that I can do some major research and write something on the Norfolk sound. Oh, I thought about bringing him to Waterfront a number of times. Oh, he's a jerk. Is he? Oh, God, yeah. Huh. Do you know Judy, do you know Judy Tint? No. The lawyer? Uh -huh. Oh, I thought maybe you know. She has, she has family out here, but she lives in New York City. But no, Gary, I've heard, Gary is one of her clients. I've heard interviews. Yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> anyway, he didn't have that much to do with yeah. it. It was uh -huh. all Frank Guida. Uh-huh. That guy, you know, he was, he was a really interesting story because he went in the Navy and, and was bitten by the Calypso bug. He's an Italian guy. He's Sicilian. Mm -hmm. Mo moved back to New York, started up a Calypso band. Wow. <laughs> and somehow had to leave New York. We don't know why. That's one of the questions I've never, I've never been able to find out. He was Italian, you said? Yes. <laughs> we don't quite know why he had to leave like, or, or why he left, but he moved to Norfolk. Yeah. Open up a record store huh. up to, down the street from a, a, a gospel church, huh. and all and, and, and all all the musicians that played in the in, in the in the in the band in the gospel church hung around the the, the record store, and that, they became the Church Street Five. Cool. Then he he then he he closed the record store and opened a recording studio, hmm. and if you remember, had the worst recordings in in the world, but they were they were the best because it was it was so raw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, this is about you, isn't it? Oh, nah, it's not you know, about. It's about moving forward. It's about it is. emerging from this shutdown. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It really is. Yeah, it th things are changing quickly, and it feels good. It feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I am so glad that I'm vaccinated because you know oh. I, don't, oh. I don't. just not to have to worry about everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, survived. I had a target on my back. Yeah. I'm old. I'm fat. I have a heart condition. I mean, come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> well, no, nobody knows what their underlying conditions are, really. If they just because you none have been revealed doesn't mean you don't have serious underlying conditions that might help take you down. Oh, no. And, I know I do. You know you do. <laughs> but, it, you know. Even my 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 uh, son, who's a, like a you know competitive weightlifter. I mean, he's got uh -huh. yeah, it's, he's had asthma since he was a kid. I'm thinking, uh -huh. don't get this virus, right? Because you don't know. I mean, yeah, you're in great shape. You yeah. eat well. He's I mean, he's upper percentile, small percentile yeah. in terms of just his phys physique. But you don't know. I saw that clean and jerk you put up on on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proud proud dad. God, Dad. Well, I guess I guess so. It's way beyond anything I ever tried to do. <laughs> uh, 
Well, listen, thanks a lot. I, I, yeah. I love doing this every year. Yeah. You know, um, I hope to see you down there. I hope we have some photographers there to, to, yeah. to document it. Um, I will miss not having a booth. Yeah. You know? Uh, but we're that's still, the way that's the way it goes. Yeah, you know? we're still working on all that. Yeah, it's just the the capacity issue yeah. is the issue. Well, we're not, we're not we're not prepared to have a booth this year anyway, oh, okay. so it's okay. Yeah, as long as we can get some photographers in yeah. and document it, which yeah. is really important. Yeah, you know, and I'll be doing some interviews with some of the people uh, as we get closer. Okay, um, cool. Have them in here, and and uh, you know, I mean, we, the nice thing about. Uh, our photographers is that there's so there's, there's there's three or four of them who have been shooting the blues festival for us for 12 years. <laughs> Longevity. Yeah. 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 Our stage crews at yeah the existing festival were like every one of them was like a. Is a, Bill a Phillips lifer. coming back? No, he he and Jeff and Karen all kind of decided that you know this is a good time to just kind of yeah. Pass the baton. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I, they'll probably. I'm sure they'll be there, but yeah, um, yeah. they won't have to worry about anything. Right. As <laughs> <laughs> Bill was a great guy. Oh, he's a great stage manager. Yeah, yeah. We have had over the years many major acts that have come off the stage after their set is done and said, "This was the best stage crew we have ever yeah. worked with." anywhere yeah, in the yeah, world yeah, yeah that you know man dr john the mavericks sure all kinds of across the spectrum you know yeah and then there was the day that uh that uh that guy fucked up um um uh, the organ the organ <laughs> booker t's organ and oops bill wasn't happy and neither was louis <laughs> whose no. organ it was <laughs> yeah they i just about had a fist fight on the stage over that <laughs> two keys broken yeah yeah that rarely rarely ever happens but yeah that was a special, that was a Mon- special monophonics <laughs> well you know it was the son of the famous organist uh really yeah his dad plays play recorded with eddie james and oh my god that Satana. makes it that's so much makes it so much worse yeah yeah <laughs> All right, Peter, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Take care of yourself. All right. All right. Onward and upward. That's entertainment. (laughs)